The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm Trevor, and in the studio today is my brother, Andrew. Andrew, welcome. Thank you. Andrew, how do you feel to be sitting in the hot seat? I feel good. I'm going to ask you a whole lot of questions. Feel blessed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today is the day. Well, many of the world call it Easter. Mm. Okay. And a lot of the believers have finally grown up and, you know, they've moved away, Andrew, from the bunny rabbit. (laughs) The little paws and the Easter eggs Mm. and the egg hunts. They finally moved away from that. And they said, you know what? I think it's safe for me to call it Passover. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Jesus did not have a pet rabbit. Mm. Yeah, there's no record of that. (laughs) There's no record. And I mean, I've... I've got the original Bible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, we celebrate Passover, and we're talking about the love of God to the world. Mm. That's Andrew. That is what it's about. Mm. You know. So let's just jump into a word of prayer. Yep. And we let Dad tell his story through our vocal cords. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to be used? I'm ready. Are you ready to be a vessel? I am. So am I. Okay. Father, we thank you that you are always here. You're always ready and eager to speak to your children. And you always want them to be blessed beyond measure. Mm. So we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here. And uh, just have your way, Dad, and tell the story the way it should be told. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So... Yesterday, I posted a status, and it's sort of like a, a two-way road. If You know, one is going north, and the other one is southbound. Mm. And the one going north, I would say, is the love walk. Mm. And then the one going south is the hate walk. Mm. And when it comes to hatred and bitterness and anger... People tend to think that that right there is the most harshest of words to use. Okay? It's very strong words, and it's usually associated with assault, battery, murder, intense anger, perhaps a few demons manifesting, you know. But, Andrew, there is no distinction of that in the Bible. Mm. There are no stages of hate, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and then stage five, it's it's finished. Mm, that's you know, true. There, there's nothing like that. So <laughs> in the eyes of people, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, people don't want to hear about that because 
it puts a responsibility on them, mm. which they don't really want to account for. So in actuality, it's very simple. If you are thinking thoughts of, you know, I want to get back at so-and-so, yep. and, and you, you know, you're having an argument with, your, with this other person by yourself in the car, you're driving, mm-hmm. and yo, how could they talk to me like that, you know? <laughs> that, I'm going to say this here, Josie, did you remember when you did this? And, and so that's hate. Mm. That is hate. And God said this to me the other day, and I thought this was amazing. He said, when people talk about forgiveness and unforgiveness, you know, he says, a lot of people say, no, I've forgiven so-and-so. Yeah. Even Josie. Yeah, even (laughs) even Josie. And he said, "If, if there's still that, if I can say that residue, Mm. And it causes you to think different and speak different and act different, you know. Um, he says, you you haven't forgiven them. Okay. You just be nice. Mm. That's all it is. There's no difference. So I thought that was such a good play on words. You know, I'll just see it like uh, they are... They're not voicing their hate now. That's it. So they've learned to to put a lid on yeah, it. And yeah. they've learned to be nice. Yeah. But you know, I'm avoiding you at all costs. Mm. I don't want to speak to you. That's hate. You're not on my Christmas card list. Yeah. So that's hate. Mm. There's no forgiveness there. Yeah. And uh the person that is walking in love. They mustn't see it as something difficult again. You know, I'm not going around and helping little old ladies across the road and, Mm. you know, doing this for this organization and giving this. And, you know, they might have started out on a small scale. Mm. But in the eyes of God, you walking in love. Yeah. And when we talk about, for the sake of uh, many listeners, we're talking about Easter slash Passover. It's actually Passover. Um, that we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus going to the cross. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that mm. as well. And you're talking about someone who absolutely loved the world. Yeah. And First Corinthians says to the Greeks, that's a stumbling block. Mm. Like that doesn't make sense. If he loves me, why is he dead on a cross? Yeah. You know? So what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, um, concerning Jesus being the love of God like to us, um, there's so much amazing love scriptures. Mm. And uh, when I first started studying it out, I would record the references on this um, this A4 page. And I remember reaching 100 love scriptures. And it didn't wow. just stop there. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot more, but one of the love scriptures that I, I love the most is it's First John chapter three verse sixteen, and uh, it says, "Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He, Jesus, laid down His life for us." Mm. That's one of my absolute favorites. You know, I'm thinking of Romans chapter five now, where mm. it says, "While we were yet His enemies, mm. He loved us." Yes. 
What about First uh, Peter uh, chapter one, verse nineteen and twenty? Mm. Talks about uh, the blood of Jesus, and it says that you know God ordained Jesus to be our sacrifice before the world began. Wow, I and love why? that because of love. Exactly, and then obviously the ultimate John three sixteen. Mm. For God so loved the world. Mm. He absolutely loved the world that he gave Mm. his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him should not perish. Exactly. But here's the reason that they can have everlasting life. Yeah. That's the focus. And a lot of people don't understand that. And the reason why they don't understand that, Andrew, is because they understand hate more. Exactly. Without realizing that they're developed in it. Mm. I don't think I don't think that they are deliberately wicked. Mm. I'm talking about oops, I think I bumped my the cable there a little bit. Excuse me. I don't think the majority of them, like all mankind is mm. absolutely wicked and evil. And they know exactly what they're doing, 100% of them. Mm. I don't believe that. I do believe, however, without them knowing, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians as well, many, 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 many Christians, which are still practicing hatred without realizing Mm. they're practicing hatred. And they're more developed in that to the point where the concept of love the concept of sacrifice, the concept of forgiveness is so foreign to them, it seems foolish. Mm. To the Greek, Jesus dying on the cross, complete stumbling block. They Mm. thought it was foolishness. Even the demons. Now, we understand why the demons thought it was foolishness. Because they don't have access to the wisdom of God. I mean, without that, without without Jesus, you nothing. Mm. I mean, it it is what it is. First um, Corinthians thirteen, I think it, uh, the message translation says, um, "You uh, lo- without love, you're bankrupt." Mm. And uh, you know, it's a, I think it's I think it's also the message that says, "You are a rusty gate that creaks," or something like mm. that. Um, so the that concept of love. The far reaches of the love of God toward the human race where God did not hold back. Yeah. And with everything in him, gave his only begotten son. So for those that that hear us, mm. but they don't understand what Jesus is all about, yeah. um, simply Jesus took us in. Yeah. Um, he was God's sacrifice. He he took us in, and what I, I love about John three sixteen, it shows that God actually proved His love. Mm. Um, you know, we, you know, growing up, you meet a lot of people, and you come across a lot of people that are big talkers. Mm. You know, they talk, talk, talk all day long, but they don't deliver anything. Mm. And God didn't just say, you know what, I love everyone, mm. but that's it. He actually did something about it. He sacrificed his only son. Jesus took our sin. Jesus was, he was blameless, Mm. you know, and he took our sin 
and he went to the cross. He paid the penalty that we were supposed to pay. And, you know, just because uh, people become Christian, it doesn't mean that automatically they're going to be sought, they're going to function in love. Yeah. Uh, just like they develop in hatred over years and years and years. And, you know, people come across bad people that affect their lives and, mm. you know, they hold like unforgiveness here, unforgiveness there, and all that. Love also needs to be developed. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's what a lot of people need to understand. Like the love is there. God has proven his love already for us. Andrew, I think I love what you're saying there, that the love has to be developed. And yeah. if we look at the life of Jesus Christ, I believe he was the pinnacle, the full expression of love mm. developed yes. Yes. in this earth. Absolutely. To the point where it was absolutely confusing yeah. and foreign, especially to the scribes, yes. the Sadducees, the Pharisees, I think that's where they contempted the most mm. because without them realizing it, they were actually in hatred. Yes. And yes. they were Absolutely. oppressing the people. Someone says, how can you say they were oppressing the people? Well, it came out of the words of Jesus. Mm. He himself said, you put heavy burdens on the people and you yourselves won't do it. Yeah. So that right there tells me the way they were, they were they were in the depths of hatred mm. to the point where they could not see love when he was standing right in front of them. To the oh. point where they are the ones that um, stirred up and the, the, the priests mm. and that stirred up the crowd and said, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And you remember like on, on the Sabbath day when mm. uh, Jesus would heal people, he, he did that a lot. Yes. And he did that because he is love. Yes. And this would stir them up and the Pharisees <laughs> would get angry that people were getting healed on the Sabbath. And they could not see it. No, they, they couldn't. It was, again, mm. it was a foreign concept to them. Something that I, I mentioned a few times in, in our teachings is mm. something that sticks out to me um, in the Gospels. You know, uh, Jesus' earthly ministry was uh, for three years while he was on the earth. And, uh, you know, he would walk around ministering, laying hands on the sick all yeah. the time. And he could be... How tired. Mm. And someone if someone walks up to him at any given time and they say, Hey, they got a, a sick family member at home, yeah. he would get up and say, I'll come heal them. Yeah. He never said, Whoa, like guys, I, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I need to chill just a little. I need my you know? little Jewish coffee. Here. Yeah. Let me take a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um something that I just want to say and I want to throw in here. You know, ministries around the world and in some cases, I'm, I'm saying, if God has asked them to speak that message, yes. um, absolutely right. There's no, no hassle with that. I don't want to interfere between uh, Jesus being the head of the church yeah. and giving a specific message uh, to people. There's some people that they feel that you know they go to church like twice a year. Mm. They might go to church uh, during the Easter period. Passover, that's how you should be saying it, and uh, Christmas. Mm. And while there's nothing wrong with that, they kind of just stop there. Mm. So that's why I said there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. If that is what the pastor is supposed to be preaching, by all means, yep. there's a reason for that. But I believe generally 
we should not stop there. Mm. Yes, we do not want to take the shine away from Jesus. Yeah. We don't want to do that. And you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, he is just the king. Mm. I mean, that's he's the high priest. He's the captain of our salvation. He's the alpha and the omega. Mm. That's that. I mean, that's not never going to change. But from his perspective, why did all of this go down? They're trying to get love into the earth. The Father's trying mm. to get love into the earth. And now he says, no greater love in John chapter 17. No greater love has a man than this, that he should lay down his life mm. for his friends. And he's referring to himself and mm. what's coming and how he's laying down his life for his friends. And he's talking about he's talking about love. Yes. And with his death, Andrew. I'm saying, thank God that he did that. Mm. But that's not where it stops. Mm. Thank God he was raised on the third day. But that's not where it stops. You see, when Jesus was raised from the dead, and everyone afterwards that accepted that sacrifice of love was also raised from the dead. Mm, absolutely. They were raised from death to life. Mm. And guess what? Romans 5.5 5 says, Hey man, the love of God is shed abroad now in your heart. Mm. So what does that mean? That means... What Jesus said, no greater love as a man than this, that he should lay down his life for a friend, that's now applicable to us. Mm. Am I wrong or am I right? Absolutely right. And it's supposed to be a love story mm. that multiplies all throughout the earth. Mm. So when it comes to um, talking about the Passover and preaching about the Passover, I never like to just stop at Jesus, the high priest, the captain of our salvation, mm -hmm. the Mashiach, the anointed one. I mean, awesome. I love the position that he holds and who he is. And and he's my alpha and my omega. Mm. And he's my everything. But he's also saying to us, come on, man. It never stopped at me. Mm. It's supposed to carry on through you. Exactly. And so many believers, Andrew. So many believers have got no concept of that dynamic love mm. that he left us with. Mm. It's not where we can pretend we actually love someone mm. and say, you know, we, we are, I forgave that person. You know that tone? Yeah. I've forgiven so-and-so. You can actually be free, completely mm. free. Because... You you could you could fool a couple of your friends, mm -hmm. and you can fool uh, people around you, and your spouse and your children if you're married or if you're single. Um, you could fool them, but you ain't never gonna fool God, mm -hmm. and He's gonna call you out on it. As a matter of fact, um, they they shouldn't be fooling anyone because love is actually an action. That's it. And um, like John three sixteen says, for yeah. God so loved the world that He gave, He did something about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, love needs to be practiced. Love needs to be practiced, Andrew. Um. So, what I want to get across to the people 
today is when Jesus went and he died there. He, dude, that man hung on that cross. Mm. These guys at the bottom are busy mocking him. Mm. I can tell you now a big portion of Christians today would have jumped in there and said, Peter, you chopped off one ear. I'm going for the second. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've got way too much of that Mm. in the body of Christ. Way too much. Mm. And we should have people practicing this genuine, sincere love. Exactly. What do you say about that? Absolutely. And you know what? Um, Like we discussed before, walking in love, it's, it's not a... You don't just do it without God. You're supposed to be doing it with Him. Yeah, you're supposed to be in those scriptures. You're supposed to be meditating on it. Mm. You know, in teachings like like yeah. they are now. Yeah, and uh, calling those things. Mm. You know, get God involved in your love walk. Yes, that's how you practice it. And if the love walk and what we're saying here is still foreign to you, then that's your litmus test. Mm. Then you know, hey. This has got to change. Exactly. And do something about it. You've got time now. We're at the end of the beginning of sorrows. Yes. I mean, we're we, we bumping up our, right up into the next age. Mm. So this is not a time for you to play church because mm. people think Jesus is a big old softy and he's like, oh, come on. You just come on in. Come mm. on in. You know, uh-uh. He, tell, he tells you straight in the book of Revelation. He says, if you lukewarm, I'd rather spit you out. As a matter of fact, in, in the Gospels, like he himself said, in a nutshell, that there's Christians going to be left behind. Yeah. You know, when he spoke about the ten virgins. Yeah. Five of them was left behind. And, and he talks about the sheep and the goats. Mm. And he says, separate them. Mm. So this is a Jesus that is not preached enough. How do you know you're going to be on the good side? You're going to quit playing church. Yeah. You're going to quit making every excuse under the sun for why you can be angry and why you can say this and do that and say, God knows my heart. Mm. You don't want to say that to him. No. That's the last thing you want to do. And if, like I said, the litmus test is, if this concept of love, forgiveness, mm. is foreign to you, that's dangerous. Get it sorted and get it done. Quick, quick, quick. And in closing, I just want to uh, remind the people of this testimony, actually tell them about the testimony that I heard. Uh, there was a man that actually, I believe he had some form of cancer, mm. and he was on his way out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a Christian, Yeah. and uh, him and his, his sister, they years ago they fought, and they didn't speak for years. And he thought, well, you know, before he goes, he's going to make peace with her. And he phoned her up. And he repented. And while like he was repenting over the phone, he got healed. Wow. So I've heard of many testimonies yeah. like that. That's awesome. Uh, reminds me of this um, this lady. She was sick as well. Mm. And she and her brother also uh, were separated for mm. years. They didn't speak for years. There was a feud. And she's believing God for healing. And she's believing God for healing. And she's standing on the scriptures and then nothing happening. And she was in a meeting and they spoke about, you know, you got to forgive. Yes. And she said, oh, I know what to do. And she called her brother up. And she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him up. I'm going to make right. Mm. 
and then I'm going to go into the healing line tonight at tonight's service. Mm. That's with Brother Hagen. <laughs> and Brother Hagen told the story, you know. And so she picked up the phone. She called him up. And he said, man, I've been looking for you for years. Mm. I've been trying to get hold of you for years. And she said, listen, I- I'm sorry about what happened. And he said, no, it was my fault. I'm sorry. And she said, no, it- it's my fault. I'm sorry. And he said, no, it was my fault. And and, and so she says, no. I'm-. And he said, listen, before we get into a fight about this, he said, I'll take most of the blame. That's love, eh? That is. Well, nonetheless, they made peace. Mm. And there was a genuine forgiveness between the two of them. Mm. Well, she went back to her hotel room and she went to sleep. And she got up and was ready to go to the service. And she said she's going to go and stand in that healing line. And all the ailments that she had was gone. Mm. She got completely healed while she was sleeping. Praise God. She looked for something so that she could stand in that healing line Mm. and found nothing. Mm. So that is the, you you see the power of love? Mm. Well, on that note, unfortunately, we have to end this broadcast. But guys, I genuinely hope you enjoyed this message. And we we pray that you have an amazing Passover Mm. and practice that love. Take the love that is on the inside of you and put it to work. Amen. Don't don't play church. Don't do that. Put it to work. Mm. And you will see outstanding results. Mm. Definitely. And on that note, remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.